0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ireland talk show a free space to discuss different opinions and different developments in Muslim-majority countries and beyond um, in the hope of promoting a Muslim case for freedom. My name is Tasneem Idris and I am the Editorial Associate of the Islam Liberty Network um, and this is actually our seventh episode. You can find all our other uh, episodes on our YouTube channel, Facebook page entitled Islam Liberty Network, uh, where we cover different opinions um, with uh, different guests from different parts of the world. So uh, today we're very happy to be joined by two respected guests, uh, Dr. Mohsen Nakfi and Mr. Fida Rahman. Uh, we're very happy to be joined by you today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: For me. Thank you. It's the very first time actually that we have two guests um, in uh, the Island Talk Show, so it's gonna be heavy this time apparently and very interesting. So. Um, Yes, Dr. Mohsen uh, Nakfi is the Island Pakistan Fellow. He's an author. Um, he's uh, the member of the Council of Islamic Ideology, Pakistan, and also a member of the international, of the National Curriculum Board, Government of Pakistan. Uh, Mr. Fida Rahman is a lecturer at the University uh, College of uh, Jub Campus, Pakistan. I had to memorize how to, um, you know, pronounce that because it's not, it's not Arabic, and um, you know, it's not I'm neither English nor Arabic, so it's Jub, right? Job College. Okay. Good. Um, yes. And he's a friend of ILN and he has presented papers um, in different ILN international um, um, conferences. So welcome. Uh, we're very happy to have you with us today. So. Both of you have worked together last March on a very interesting um, ILN online course entitled Social Understanding of Islam in the Light of Prin- and Principles of Jurisprudence and um, Legal Maxims. So, Dr. Mohsen was the course conductor and Mr. Fida was the course coordinator, okay? So it's a teamwork here. So, the first question that I would ask, and I, I guess that my viewers are really interested in this, um, before we start talking uh, about the course, when and how was your very first encounter with um, ILN, with the Islam Liberty Network? We'll start with Dr. Mohsen. Um,
1: Assalamu
0: alaikum.
2: Uh, actually, I uh, had a friendship with uh, uh, Mr. Ali Salman. And uh, Ali Salman uh, introduced to me uh, ILN and I was very much uh, inspired by uh, the agenda and the manifesto you people have uh, for the liberation of thought uh, in Islam, basically. Mm-hmm. So I showed my interest in the activities of ILN. Uh, It was uh, my first uh, uh, experience with ILM and uh, uh, I think last year uh, they invited me uh, to participate in a discussion uh, among the people, I think 12 or 15 people were there uh, near Islamabad and Those uh, days was very enlightening in the sense that I met uh, new people uh, from madrasa and different uh, uh, walks of life, particularly from uh, university and uh, all that. And uh, I found them very much uh, interested in uh, listening to each other and uh, for developing their thought uh, for... A new interpretation of Islam and uh, understanding uh, current issues uh, which Muslim Ummah is facing from a different and new perspective. So, uh, I have been working on these issues since uh, one decade. So, it was a good experience.
0: Great. Thank you. Very honored to have you on board as the fellow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Mr. Fideh, how was your experience?
1: Thank you, Thank you for inviting me. I was introduced with the ILN in 2017 when I had the opportunity of attending the fifth international conference uh, that was held in
0: uh, Kuala Lumpur,
1: Malaysia, and I presented my paper uh, that uh, deals with basically deals with uh, the democratic transition in the Muslim world. It was a case mm-hmm. study of uh, a religious political party in Pakistan. And then I was uh, invited to another uh, event of IELN, their first uh, summer university that held in uh, Mofid University, Iran. Mm -hmm. Then later on, I uh, used to engage with them in different events in Pakistan. Uh, Like I uh, conducted two lecture series uh, for youth uh, on the platform of IELN. So, this is the whole thing of my encounter with ILN and its uh, thought.
0: Great. Okay. Well, welcome to ILN again. So, um, as you know, COVID has made um, face-to-face courses almost hard to organize. Um, That's why everyone is turning to online courses. Um, Have you had any prior experience uh, on organizing an online or a um, face-to-face course together as the conductor um, and the coordinator? Or was it the first time?
2: Uh, No, I am affiliated with uh, the different universities uh, as a as visiting uh, professor because now i am retired so uh, like uh, ze university krachi university al mustafa international university
1: so uh,
2: i am used to conducting courses online uh, and that uh, that makes no problem for me mm, but, but
0: was it the first time with fida no
1: being a faculty member i'm as you know, I'm affiliated with an educational institute. And uh, last year, when we have uh, the COVID-19 situation here in Pakistan, so mm-hmm. uh, we moved to the virtual uh, mode of teaching. So I had that experience before uh, conducting this course on the social understanding of Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, moreover, uh, uh, I have also attended a uh, few uh, programs, few, research and academic conferences uh beside this uh, i had uh, the experience of conducting online lectures uh, with youth uh, in pakistan quite recently they mm-hmm. had a very interesting uh, lecture on the uh, role of literature in Britain, like this okay so i i had experience before joining this course
0: okay But my main point is, um, I'm just trying to show uh, and brag about the fact that at ILN, we actually um, make make it possible for two great minds to work together and conduct a course. So both of you have been connected thanks to ILN and you're both used to conducting online courses and face-to-face courses because you're, you know, university professors and activists. But this is the first time you both work together on something, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I met uh, Frida, uh, Brother Frida, in Islamabad, in the meeting I, I was talking about. And uh, over there, uh, his presence was, uh, uh, I felt delighted because uh, uh, besides uh, having good footing uh, in knowledge and uh, thought, he, I find him. Very much uh, on receiving end rather than, uh, (laughs) you see, delivering end at that time. Uh, Definitely, he is a lecturer, a professor in a local university or something like that. But in that seminar or that meeting, uh, he appeared to be a very uh, humble student. A student must be very humble for receiving. New, new ideas and new thoughts, though uh, he is himself a learned person.
0: Great. So that's exactly the purpose of this show, to show that at ILN we create opportunities for intellectuals to meet and not only to meet but to create better experiences for other people to, to learn. And that's exactly the heart of our ILN talk show today and the purpose of ILN in general. All right. Great. So a new friendship was born, an idea came to mind, and you wanted to do this course. Okay. So as you know, um, nowadays, there are plenty of online courses on several important topics. And you said that you've been involved in several of these topics and courses already, um, And this could sometimes distract people because they simply can't make up their minds um, on what course to join, especially if these courses overlap in their timing. This means that originality should be there. And what's gonna make a difference is how original the topic is. Um, so um, how what, what happened? How did you come up with this idea on this specific um, course? Have you spotted a certain element in this regard that wasn't properly addressed because as i said your topic generally speaking um has been dealt with before so what maybe made you decide um to do this course in particular from that angle and in other in other words what made your course special
2: uh, as a matter of fact uh, i have been working uh, after uh, doing my phd in uh, biblical studies mm-hmm. Uh During that uh, period, I came to know that a text can be approached from different uh, angles for determining the means. There should not be only one approach to um, drive the meaning of a text. Uh, there are a number of uh, approaches, as you know. Yeah. So, uh, I is a... Started th- uh, thinking about uh, applying uh, those methods which uh, I learned during my PhD studies to apply on Quran um, and Sunnah, the basic texts of uh, uh, Islam.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, during that uh, peri- period, I uh, my field of mind was uh, basically towards hermeneutics and uh, a discourse analysis and this and that, and uh, I wrote a book *Fahme Islam ki jadid Khutut, in the same context. Mm-hmm. But later on, I started thinking on uh, methodology which was adopted in uh, uh, after one and a half century of uh, Hijra. Okay. Because uh, from day one, when Holy Prophet uh, announced uh, that he is a prophet till when, uh, 150 EH, We can see that uh, there was no uh, usul al fiqh, no organized uh, way of uh, uh, deduction and this and that. And later on, when Islam uh, encounter you can say, Uh, The translation age in which uh, Greek texts, logic, and philosophy were translated into Arabic, then uh, I feel that Muslims uh, found a tool for interpreting uh, their own text. And this usul al fiqh or jurisprudence was uh, uh, developed. In all five major schools, I find uh, almost no difference. uh, as far as the methodology is concerned.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I started thinking that uh, if uh, you adopt uh, uh, the same methodology, all five schools have adopted the same uh, methodology, they have come to almost same conclusions. And that has uh, made uh, Muslim thought stagnant because uh, uh most of the people are muqallidin they follow uh the methodology of their own school of thought
1: mm-hmm. so um,
2: that's why their uh, thought has been uh, stagnant and uh, they fail to address uh the new issues because uh, they approach these issues from the old methodology and that uh, logic and methodology has become, from my point of view, redundant in uh, academic circle. like uh, Greek logic and Greek philosophy.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, in logic, we have uh, so many new schools during the 20th century and after. Uh, likewise, uh, in philosophy, we have new thoughts, in Western philosophy, in uh, American philosophy and all that. So, um, therefore, I consolidated my uh, thoughts on developing a new methodology for studying both uh, society and uh, the text Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and uh, um, the approaches uh, to the text. And uh, thereafter, uh, I tried to manage my thoughts. Certain issues, and I came to know that uh, in conventional uh, books, there is a uh, plethora of uh, material. Uh, if we use them out of uh, the box, in the sense uh, they are used by uh, the schools of thoughts uh, we developed. These sort of things, like legal maxims and other things, Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: if we can use uh, some of them or all of them for solving our problems in uh, current society and current uh, social issues, that would be, I think, a positive uh, approach. Mm -hmm. Then I devised a method.
0: Absolutely. So this is the originality is there. You perfectly showed it. And that's probably why um, it was appealing to um, to the audience, uh, Mr. Fidad. Do you want to add anything on this? I know you're more into the logistics, not the content. Um, so, like, why did you want to coordinate um, and to be the coordinator of this course in particular, and not another one?
1: Uh, this is for the first time that I had the opportunity to coordinate this course, and beside uh, 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 being a coordinator, I was part of the course. I attended all the lectures, and I think uh,
0: when I observe
1: uh, my society, and I think this is the need of the day to discuss these things, to to approach the religion from uh, totally a social understanding, from social perspective, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, when when it comes to uh, studying the text, and uh, on the other side the society. society then there seems a clash between both and that's uh, the, the only reason is that that people don't care about either they are stick to uh, the uh, the the text or uh, they are and quite uh, avoiding the society the social norms the social obligations or they are totally uh, inclined to the uh, social obligations without taking care of the text and the taking care of the originality of the text but in this course mm-hmm. we uh, tried to learn then that how text can be approached while keeping in view the social uh, perspective the social obligations of the Muslims so it was mm-hmm. quite interesting and we learned a lot i had the opportunity of attending uh, the entire course of the 12 lectures
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great um I mean, as you said, this course um, is is a little bit quite advanced and different uh, than the others because it's original and shed light on new aspects of this um, topic. So as as you said, this course on the social understanding of Islam um, is uh, peculiar in the sense that participants should have somehow a prior knowledge of some concepts. So um, how did you manage to ensure that that was the case with all participants? What kind of questions were there in the application form? Um, was that the unique criterion? that? this is for you because you were part of the choosing committee that chose the participants. And as we're talking about participants, where they are from Pakistan, or because it was an online one, did you manage to have uh, people from other countries of the world?
1: Uh, most of them were from Pakistan. We had a few friends from, uh, from, from Bangladesh, from Finland, and from uh, Brazil. As I remember, mm-hmm. but most of them were from Pakistan, and the main criteria of uh, selection was uh, if they have uh, a background of religious studies, so we preferred them first. Uh, okay. Like they have MP or PhD in religious studies, and uh, there were a few participants who were not having uh, a degree in religious studies, but they have some kind of experience uh, research experience or teaching experience in religious studies are those topics which are uh, related to religious studies are which are directly related to the social understanding of islam so that was the criteria the main criteria uh, that we mm-hmm. uh, were more interested in their background and their degree and their academic work they are doing nowadays So that was the main criteria. And we also asked them if they they have any research uh, activities, any research articles uh, with reference to social understanding of Islam. So that was the main criteria of selection. Okay,
0: Dr. Merson, you want to add something? Uh,
2: Definitely. Uh, FIDA has uh, rightly mounted out uh, the things uh actually uh, social understanding of islam is uh, not a new uh, topic in the sense that uh, many scholars have uh, talked about it yeah. but my approach was uh, a, a different one in the sense uh, that when we say social understanding of islam uh it comes in the mind of the people that uh, I talk, or the speaker would talk about social issues and uh, approach of uh, Islam towards the, those issues. But my thesis uh, is, and at that time my thesis was, that uh, as uh, I uh, studied different schools of thought and their development, I clearly find that uh, these schools of thought, though they belong to a single uh, genre, but in Africa it developed differently. Like uh, it developed different uh, differently in uh, uh, our part of the world. That means in the uh, uh, that means subcontinent, it developed differently, and uh, uh, scholars of Hanafi uh, who are working. Uh, in um, uh, Europe or in America, they are facing uh, different issues. So they are coming up with different solutions which, uh, yeah. uh, which are uh, different from the conventional one.
0: Absolutely. So
2: because uh, uh, their approach is uh, society, basically, to solve the problems of the society.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I noticed that uh, in different regions, because different regions have uh, different cultures, different traditions, Different habits and all that. So, uh, single approach, single angle approach cannot solve the problems of all the regions in which Islam exists right now. Uh, whether uh, they, the different regions are following Imami fiqh or Hanafi or Shafi or Maliki or uh, like that. So, if we take, if we want to, because religion is nothing if it cannot uh, solve the problem of the people, yeah. problem of the society. If it cannot solve the problem, that it becomes, redundant in this society. So, the regional approach, regional uh, having in mind the regional problems, culture and all that, it should be taken in mind, and yeah. then. The text should, uh, should be approached, and the solution should come out. It is what I uh, try to uh, manifest in my uh, lectures.
0: Oh yes, yeah. speaking of lectures, um, you divided the course into twelve lectures. And by the way, for our viewers, we intend to make the them available all of them on our Allen website. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, so speaking of the 12 lectures, um, on what basis did you opt to divide them into 12 lectures? And if a participant misses the lecture for whatever reason, would he or she be able to, you know, catch up and fully understand the following lecture? Because, uh, you know, they could be completely linked. And in the description of the course, there was an emphasis on the interactive nature of the course. So, you know, the participants would, you know, talk and discuss and stuff. So um, I repeat my questions. On what basis did you divide them into 12 lectures and were they completely linked or they're they're separate? Like you could attend a lecture and not miss uh, out on the next one.
2: Uh, First of all, uh, uh, the number 12 was not my choice. I was asked to make them (laughs) make the whole issue in 12 lectures so I tried to tailor uh, my thoughts into 12 lectures. Okay. It could be 10, it could have been uh, more than 12. So that was not my choice. Uh, in the uh, first few lectures, I tried to uh, explain some aspects from a sociological and anthropological point of view.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like uh, I uh, talked about uh, profit and the book, from social perspective in sociology and anthropology when we trace the history of uh, the books which are called divine in different cultures in different religions so what was the background and how they took uh, the prophethood inverted commas and the divine book as such. So, uh, or religion itself, development of uh, thought in religion, how religion became uh, organized uh, in, uh, in the shape of, uh, in the form of different religions like Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and some other religions. Uh, in order to make uh, my audience understand that religion is, uh, never comes uh, in a space, mm. it comes in society. And addresses the need of the society, and the culture and civilization of that society is very much reflected in the teachings and the method of uh, teaching of the prophet or sage or whatever the name you can give. Mm-hmm. So, after clarifying these uh, concept that we are living in society, and the society is. Uh, uh, also a living entity because it is dynamic changes and therefore only a methodology which can cope up with the the changing circumstances can uh, keep the religion inside society.
0: Yeah.
2: So after explaining all these things, I try to show some ways from classical uh, literature, from classical literature, how we can uh, address the new issues of the society uh, and come to different uh, a different conclusion it, different from uh, what our classical thinkers or classical writers have come to mm-hmm. without keeping with with emphasizing on a certain methodology and by ignoring the needs of the society. Mm-hmm. that is the main thing So, I repeatedly uh, talked about uh, liberating the text from conventional thinking and approaching it from uh, the point of view of sociology and anthropology.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay, we'll come back to the content of the lectures in a minute. But let me just ask uh, Mr. Fida on uh, something that has to do with um, the participants. Did you have any feedback, any expectations first, um, once they were selected? Did you talk to them? Did you have, did, do they have any expectations from this uh, kind of course? And then after you finished, did they have any feedback, uh, like in particular about the course? Have, because it, it's clearly original and it's not like anything else they have ever attended as far as this topic is concerned.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, they had expectation and they wanted to, uh, to be engaged with IEDN in the long-term uh, research activities. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when they attended all the lectures, then we had uh, a feedback session with them and we talked about all those things all the challenges all the issues and all the learning outcomes that they had uh, during uh, those 12 left lectures and it was very uh, motivational and we are hopeful that they will be not all of them but uh, most of them will be engaged with iln in the long run in the various research activities like currently uh, i'm in coordination with them and, uh, and they are working on their websites, which they will share with uh, Dr. Mose for correction and for his feedback. So uh, I'm sure uh, we can make something out of it.
0: Great. So so you both have met um, in an ILN conference and you created something out of it and you're making others do the same thing. So that's that's great. Um, Back to to the content of the lectures. So from what I understood, and correct me doctor if I'm wrong, um, the first three lectures were somehow dedicated to explaining certain key concepts like the meaning and purpose of religion, um, the relationship between society and religion, the impact of society on religion and vice versa, um, and the overlapping between religious and societal dynamics. could you give us like the, the main message that you wanted to convey to the to the participants uh, during the first three lectures? Uh,
2: in one sentence, I can say uh, that I always uh, believe and uh, uh, communicate with the people with the, this single sentence that religion comes in a society; it addresses uh, the problems of the society and gives the solution of the society, to the society. Mm-hmm. And uh, if a religion, any religion fails to, uh, fails to provide solutions to the problem, it becomes redundant, mm-hmm. as I said earlier. In yes. This also. Uh, But like, uh, I can give uh, the example of Christianity in Europe, 200 years back, uh, it was. Text was there. Uh, the concepts, basic concepts, were there. Beliefs were there. But the church failed to uh, solve the problem of the society. But it became uh, somehow problematic in development of society. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why. That's why it was rejected. It was rejected. So, as far as Islam is concerned, uh, Muslims believe, all Muslims believe that it is the last message and final prophethood and this and that. Okay, we also believe in that. But is it uh, solving the problem of the society different in different regions? No. No. So, uh, it is uh, the need of the time to come up uh, with uh, a dynamic methodology to solve the problems. Otherwise, beliefs uh, should uh, remain intact, but religion will also remain intact in a corner. Yes, absolutely. It is uh, is necessary to understand uh, the society first, the society in which uh, anyone is living, to study the society and study the text according to the needs of the society and address and address the issues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. leaving behind the old methodology which our forefathers adopted. We have to adopt a new methodology. Great. Based on social understanding and uh, mm-hmm. textual understanding. as well.
0: Perfect. Okay, so now we're done with the three first lectures. Um, the other nine lectures, we're each focused on one single aspect of either um, personal, societal, or economic issue from an Islamic pers- point of view. Which one you deem highly um, relevant for our times? You dealt with so many ones, but which one do you really think it's really so important to address? Or is this relevant um, depending on the, the, the nation that we're living in, depending on the Muslim country or a Western country that a Muslim could be living in?
2: Uh, my emphasis was uh, including the concept of, uh, first of all, uh, the Urf, the customs and traditions of the society,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which has been uh, neglected by a number of Jews. Because uh, when we neglect uh, the Urf uh, of a region or of a society, then we uh, fail to understand the problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, we fail to address uh, their needs. Like, uh, uh, like uh, in Indonesia, when uh, uh, the Islamization of uh, laws started, uh, at that time, Professor Hazarin and, and other uh, professors, they came up with the view that we have to uh, revise the law of uh, inheritance. Mm -hmm. Indonesia because uh, here uh, they said that in Indonesia women work uh, side by side with the men and they have uh, full contribution uh, in the society. So they should be given proper uh, share in the inheritance and like that. So they kept uh, the text of the Quran and Sunnah intact drive uh, the spirit of uh, that text and applied that text into their society. Mm-hmm. So this sort of approach uh, uh, from my point of view is needed in different uh, regions. So I emphasized on importance of O. Secondly, uh, there is a saying of uh, Imam uh, Muhammad, uh, Imam Yusuf, Abu Yusuf. He said that uh, if uh, a Nas, even of Quran, is dependent on the Urf of uh, that society in which mm-hmm. it, was, it was revealed, that can also be reinterpreted. And we should not adhere to the verse, because that is that belongs to the Urf of the society. And if the Urf changes, then the interpretation should change so it was it is a marvelous principle which uh, uh, different qazis also uh, judges also um, uh, adopted and they wrote about it that uh, if we go to a different place for uh, as a judge we should keep in our mind the customs and traditions of uh, that particular region mm-hmm. otherwise uh, we should not do justice we should harm the society yes so uh, I try to dig out uh, such examples and uh, such maxims uh, which, are, uh, which point to um, common good of the people and for solving the problems of the people. And I try to explain uh, these uh, maxims and these things uh, to uh, the participants of the course for mm-hmm. making them understand uh, what is uh, social. A regional understanding of the religion
1: uh, I am talking.